Welcome to The Cap, where we are here to speak with college reps and other professionals in the field of college admissions to help answer all your questions and guide you through every step of the process. So if you're serious about college admissions, you've come to the right place. Are you ready? Let's talk about it. And now, here's your host, Dr. John Durante. Welcome to The Cap, the College Admissions Process Podcast. I am your host, John Durante, and I am here to introduce you to college admissions representatives and other professionals in the field of college admissions. Our purpose is to serve you, the students and parents, so that you may gain insight straight from the people who ultimately make the decisions. Regardless of whether you apply to a particular school being highlighted in a given episode, you should listen to all of them, as each guest will give you tremendous insight and advice on every aspect of the college admissions process, prompting you to come up with your own follow-up questions for when you visit campus or meet with a college admissions representative yourself. Don't forget to visit our website, www.collegeadmissionstalk.com, or the show notes of each episode to access the alphabetical list of all the colleges available with the related audio link to the right of each school. The alphabetical list provides you with on-demand access to all of the episodes so that you may listen whenever you wish. And if you want to receive links to episodes before they are released on the podcast, along with other related resources, please fill out the email opt-in form also available on our website and in the show notes of each episode. Lastly, please email me with any questions or comments at collegeadmissionstalk at gmail.com. So are you ready? Let's talk about it. Welcome to The Cap, the College Admissions Process Podcast. I am your host, John Durante, and it gives me great pleasure to introduce to you today Yasmin Galindo, who's an admissions counselor at Florida Gulf Coast University in beautiful Fort Myers, Florida. Yasmin, thank you so much for being here today. How are you? I'm good. How are you this morning? I am doing great, and I'm really looking forward to this conversation. So let's start by asking you, Yasmin, to give us a brief introduction about yourself. How long have you been in admissions, and how did you end up in such a position? Yeah, so I primarily work with first-time and college students and have been in my role since September of 2021. I knew I wanted to work in higher education in 2018, and that's kind of when my career began, first managing the front desk at, at a university to becoming an academic advisor at the same institution. In 2020, once I knew I wanted to stay in higher education, I started my master's program at FGCU, actually, um, in educational leadership with a focus in higher education. I loved learning at FGCU, and when I saw the position open for an admissions counselor, I decided to apply. I had some basic understanding for admissions, but I never thought I would enjoy it as much as I have, and it's been a great experience so far. Well, that's terrific. Thank you so much for that introduction. And what else can you tell us that you love about Florida Gulf Coast University that makes it so appealing for so many students to want to apply and ultimately attend? Yeah, so I mean, there's so many great things about FGCU. First, we're a very student-centered institution. We have smaller class sizes, so it's about 33 students per class and a student-to-faculty ratio of 22 to 1. So with smaller class sizes, students truly get attention from their professors. We also highly value hands-on experiences from research to internships, allowing students to have experience and network before graduating. Um, our students really do graduate prepared. Outside of class, we have different ways to get involved, too, and we just have such a beautiful campus. We have about 250 different clubs and organizations and 15 Division I sports. 
Our freshman housing option, Sovi, has a resort-style pool, and students have suite-style options. So they have their own bedroom, and it's really like living in a hotel. And for out-of-state <laughs> students, I mean, who wouldn't want this Florida weather, too? For sure. That sounds awesome, and it sounds like you really have something for everyone, both on and off your campus. So, Yasmin, let me ask you, can you give us any insight regarding your overall application process it would really be appreciated because people always ask about the overall process. So again, any insight that you could share would be greatly appreciated. Yeah, so I think we try to keep our application as simple as possible. Our application consists of the application itself with a brief personal essay that needs to be attached. Students can submit their applications either on the Common App or on our website. It's really up to them. Once that application has been submitted, about a week later, the applicant will receive an email to create what's called their Future Eagle account, and they'll use that to check their application status. Students will need to have their high school counselor send over the official copies of their high school transcripts, and students must send over official test scores either from College Board or ACT. Once we have the application, essay, transcripts, and test scores, the application will be complete. The application opens on August 1st of the student senior year, and we encourage students to get those applications in by that early action deadline, which is November 1st. I will talk about the benefits of applying by that early action deadline in some of our later questions. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Yasmin. And if possible, visiting campus, of course, is an important part of the overall search for colleges. So if a student is able to come to campus, what are the areas that they should absolutely visit and what are some of the questions that they should be asking to help them determine whether or not FGCU is the right fit for them? I absolutely think students should always visit a campus before applying and definitely before committing to an institution. It's one thing to see a campus online, but to walk a college campus is a completely different experience. Uh, we have campus tours year round, Monday through Friday, except during the holidays that we observe. I encourage individuals to try to come sometime between August and November and January to early May, since that is when we have the most students on campus. Our tours start with a brief info session from myself or one of my colleagues to tell our guests a bit about the university and our application process. And then our student tour guides take over. One of the highlights is being able to see our freshman housing model room. I think students would want to ask both about academics and student life on campus. Scheduling tours can be done on our website, fgcu.edu, under the Visit Us section. And we also do have a very neat virtual online tour, which can be found on our website, too. Well, Yasmin, I always include the Office of Undergraduate Admissions in the show notes. So any links that you want to provide, just send it to me. And of course, we'll make it available to the students and parents in the show notes. And I was also curious, what is the average profile of the current freshman class? And if a student falls a little lower, what are some of the things that they can do to enhance their overall application? So these days, our average student is coming in with a 4.0 weighted GPA and either an 1141 SAT or 23 ACT. Now, we do admit at, above, and slightly below, but students do need to meet our minimum admissions requirements. I'm currently in my second admission cycle, and I can say from my experience that typically if a student is not admitted, it is due to their test scores. We don't just deny students right off the bat, but if a student does not meet our admissions criteria, we put their application on hold. This means that we give the student a chance to send in new test scores and updated transcripts in order to make their application more competitive. In my time, I noticed that usually students have an application on hold, again, due to test scores. I cannot stress enough the importance of testing early and more than once since we do super score. 
We do continue to accept test scores until the March SAT, so that gives students a chance to make their application more competitive. But like I like to tell students, especially sophomores and juniors, start taking their SAT and ACT as soon as spring of junior year. Although we accept through the March SAT, at that point, we might be running out of room to accept students. So students try to test early and apply to the university early as well. Well, we appreciate that advice, Yasmin. Thank you so much. And what percentage of your students are from out of state? And does the application process differ for in-state and out-of-state students in terms of your overall process? We currently have about 10% of our students who are out of state, 13% are first-time in college students, and 9% overall. This number does include our international students too. New York is actually one of the states with the most alumni. Uh, There is nothing in our application process that differs for in-state versus out-of-state students, but out-of-state students do have different tuition rates. I want to welcome back Sean Patel, who is the founder and CEO of Prep Expert. He's a Shark Tank entrepreneur making a deal with Mark Cuban back in 2016. And he's also a board certified dermatologist who received a perfect score on his SAT. Sean, welcome back. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me back, John. So I just wanted to share with all your listeners real quick that we have an amazing partnership with the College Admissions Process Podcast, and we have a really special offer for all of your listeners. So for any listener who wants to enroll their student into one of our prep expert SAT courses, ACT courses, or one-on-one tutoring programs, you can get 30% off just for being a listener of the College Admissions Process Podcast. All you need to do is put in the promo code COLLEGETALK, one word, just college talk, and that'll give you 30% off all prep expert SAT courses, ACT courses, or one-on-one tutoring packages. Make sure you use the link in the show notes of the College Admissions Process Podcast. Thank you, Sean. We really appreciate it. To our listeners, as an affiliate partner with Prep Expert, I want to be transparent with you that for every purchase made using our coupon code, which is College Talk, the College Admissions Process Podcast will receive a small commission from Prep Expert. But rest assured that we only promote programs that we believe in and feel would benefit our listeners. For more information, please see the Prep Expert affiliate partnership link in the show notes. And now let's get back to the show. Understood. And does FGCU offer an honors program? And if so, how are students considered? In other words, do they have to apply separately? Yes. So we have an honors college where students receive advantages such as priority registration, academic advising, honors courses, honors housing, a mentor program, and so much more. Um, After a student applies to FGCU, they are invited by the Honors College to apply. It is a separate application process that Honors does handle. Students who meet one of these criteria are eligible to apply. So that is a 3.7 weighted high school GPA, 1220 SAT, or 25 ACT. Students that are admitted to FGCU by January 1st of the application process are guaranteed an application. So just another bonus of applying early. Understood. Thank you so much for that insight. And Yasmin, do you use the student's high school GPA as indicated on their transcript, or do you recalculate the GPA using your own metrics? And if so, what do you look for from a student's academic record, and how do you evaluate it? 
Our evaluators review transcripts and take the weighted GPA that's already on the transcript. Um, what they also look for is that students have all unit requirements met. So this includes four units of English, four units of math, three units of a natural science, and two must have a lab, three units of social science class, two units of a foreign language, and two units of electives. We do also like to see students who challenge themselves by taking more rigorous courses, such as honors and AP. That's terrific. Thank you so much. And what are the different ways a student may apply to FGCU? And Yasmin, is there a benefit to applying one way over the other? So we have our early action deadline and our regular decision deadline. As I mentioned previously, our application opens on August 1st of the student senior year. And we highly encourage students to get those applications in by that early action deadline, which is November 1st. It is non-binding, but students hear back regarding a decision a lot sooner, usually around mid-December, and applying early action gives students priority consideration for our merit-based scholarships. It's important to remember that all public Florida State schools require test scores as part of the admissions process. I know a lot of schools are going test optional, but that's just not the case in Florida. Um, for a student to be eligible for a merit-based scholarship, they do need to be both GPA and test score requirements too. Now our regular decision deadline is March 1st and students who apply between November 2nd and March 1st are considered regular decision. These students typically find out about their decision on a rolling basis. It can take about four weeks to hear back after we have the application with the essay, test scores, and high school transcripts. Well, that's terrific. Thank you so much for that overview, Yasmin. We appreciate it. And I was curious, are there any scholarship opportunities for out-of-state students? For our out-of-state students who apply early action, we have merit-based scholarships available. First, we have the Blue and Green Directors Award, which is $10,000 per year for four years. And students need to have a 3.5 to a 3.89 weighted GPA and a 1220 SAT or 25 ACT. Then we have the Blue and Green Scholars Award, which is $15,000 per year for four years, and students need to have a 3.9 weighted GPA and a 1320 SAT or 28 ACT. We also have a very unique opportunity with our grandparent waiver. It's an out-of-state tuition waiver offered to students who are out-of-state but have grandparents who meet our residency requirements. With this waiver, a student would qualify for in-state tuition. Again, they must have a grandparent in Florida who meets residency requirements. Another requirement for the waiver is that students must meet test score requirements, which are a 1340 SAT or 29 ACT. If a student meets these two requirements, they may qualify, but please note that we only have a certain amount of waivers given to us by the state each year. So it's best to apply as soon as possible if a student is interested in this opportunity. Lastly, we have scholarships through financial aid, such as our foundation scholarship. That is one application students fill out and it can match them to one or more of the 2000 scholarships that we have available thanks to our donors. That application opens the same day as the FAFSA, which is October 1st, and remains open until May 1st. Students may apply for this scholarship opportunity after applying and even before they've been admitted to the university. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of that, particularly the waiver. Again, Yasmin, if there are any links that you want to share with the students and parents, just provide it to me. And again, I'll put it in the show notes. That's terrific. I didn't know that. So thank you for sharing. I was also curious, Yasmin, do you offer interviews, whether evaluative or informative, for students as part of the overall application process? And if so, how do you use the interview in the college admissions process? And what advice would you offer students who are preparing for the interview? 
So we actually do not offer nor require interviews as part of the application process. Again, we keep it very simple. It's just the application itself with the brief personal essay, SAT or ACT scores, and again, those high school transcripts. Well, we appreciate that. And you mentioned the essay. Yasmin, what are some examples of college essays that left an impression on you? And what advice would you share with prospective students in terms of what to think about when preparing to write their essay? I would say that the best college essays I've read are those where students are genuinely telling me about themselves or an obstacle that they overcame in their life. We often get essays where students are talking about what a great student they are, but we can see that on the high school transcript. I think the essay is a chance for students to truly tell us who they are and highlight something that we may not know based off of test scores or a transcript. So students should take advantage and write about something they're passionate about. Well, we appreciate that. And I was also curious, Yasmin, are letters of recommendation or other supplemental items such as resumes required or reviewed as part of your application process? Letters of recommendation or other supplemental items are not required nor considered as part of the application process. Again, it's really coming down to the application itself with the essay, SAT or ACT scores and high school transcripts. However, I do think it's important for students to have letters of recommendation when it comes to applying for certain scholarships. Well, that's great. Thank you so much. And Yasmin, once a student is admitted, how soon should they commit? Students have until May 1st to commit after being admitted, but from what I've seen, it's best not to wait until then. Students run the risk of the university being at capacity at that point, and once we're at capacity, we simply have no room for additional students. It's not required for freshmen to live on campus, and housing is on a first-come, first-served basis. So the sooner the student gets their deposit in, the sooner they can get their housing application in as well. The priority housing deadline is April 1st, so a student, especially an out-of-state student, might want to decide before April. Housing does often have a wait list, so it's best not to risk it by waiting. Understood, and thank you so much for that insight. And can you explain what opportunities FGCU offers students that may have had an IEP while in high school in terms of helping to ensure that they continue to be successful once they're on your campus? Yes, so on our campus, we have adaptive services. They are there to enhance access for students, faculty, staff, and guests with disabilities by providing effective, reasonable accommodations, educating the campus community, and promoting equal access and opportunity in the process. Once a student decides they're going to FGCU, I would encourage them to get in contact with adaptive services before classes start. The student will have an assigned case manager who will determine what accommodations an individual will receive based on documentation provided and conversations with the individual. Other accommodations may be considered based on the individual's past experiences and the benefits from such an accommodation. Well, we appreciate that, Yasmin. Thank you so much. And this has been a phenomenal conversation with so much insight in terms of what you offer in your classrooms and beyond. Unfortunately, Yasmin, it leads us to our last question, which is, what are your top three pieces of advice that you would offer students and their parents getting ready for the college admissions process? I would say the biggest thing to keep in mind is the importance of junior year. Yes, students are filling out their application senior year, but it is important to note that students are applying with their junior year GPA essentially, so students make sure you're doing well in your courses and getting that GPA up. Junior year is typically when students start testing and narrowing down their college choices on where to send those college applications and hopefully touring some college campuses. 
you don't want to stress out your senior year with having to improve a GPA test and tour universities and to apply to different institutions on top of that. So if you can get most of that done your junior year, you will feel more confident and have more time to dedicate to your college applications. And once that done, enjoy all that senior year has to offer. Second, I would say to apply early. As mentioned, we have our early action deadline and it's the only time we award merit-based scholarships and students get notified of their acceptance sooner. You don't wanna miss out on some extra money for school. Also, if you wait to apply, you run the risk of not being admitted if we're already at capacity and you might miss out on housing too. Lastly, ask questions. Admissions counselors are here to help, and if you ever find yourself stuck during the application process or need clarification, make sure to contact us. That's what our job's for. <laughs> well, those are tremendous pieces of advice, and this was a phenomenal conversation. I really enjoyed hearing all about FGCU. Yasmin, I really hope to have you again, and I'm so happy as I know that this is going to help so many students and their parents. Thank you for your time today. Oh, thank you so much. This has been a pleasure. It was our pleasure, and I hope to have you again. Take care. Thank you for joining us on this episode of The Cap, the College Admissions Process Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please don't forget to tell a friend and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. I am your host, John Durante, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Cap.